with me. We're going to be in the book of Romans tonight, Romans chapter 10. Uh, we're going to start a new series tonight on faith. The title is Faith in the Light of the Lamb. And uh, uh, that the Lord, I believe, is going to help us to understand faith uh, as we desperately need to in a, in a great time uh, of, of apostasy, a time where there's a, a famine, not of the word, but of hearing the word. And uh, when there's a famine of hearing the word, that means there's a famine of doers of the word. Because true hearing is doing. True hearing is doing. That's why Jesus would say, for those who have ears to hear, and then he would minister to those who, what we call today, according to the scriptures, have spirit-taught hearts. They have spirit-taught hearts. You say, what is a spirit-taught heart? A heart that is taught by the Holy Spirit has learned to stay planted where the Lord planted them when they were born again. Because you will not learn of the Holy Spirit unless you are planted where you were planted initially. You might say, well, I'm not really all in with that statement. Well, you might as well be because it's true. You're not going to learn, Jesus said, unless you deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. If you, if you don't bear your cross, you're not his disciple. He said it, not me. And disciple means learner. And so the only way we can learn is if we have a heart that is yielded to the truth of Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. And we'll see that if we make it that far tonight in the teaching, that that's the way he began ministering to you, and that is how he will minister to you or he will not be able to minister to you in the light of the truth of the gospel. But here in Romans chapter 10, and this is going to be a, this is going to be a series, and we're going to cover several topics concerning faith in the Word of God. Let me just run through quickly a few of them I wrote down here. Let me just read these, and then we'll dig into chapter 10 of Romans. When you start talking about faith in the Bible, you're talking about, we'll talk a little bit about it tonight, the word of faith, the shield of faith, the hearing of faith, the measure of faith, the righteousness of faith, the door of faith, the joy of faith, breastplate of faith, law of faith, spirit of faith, fight of faith, prayer of faith, assurance of faith, work of faith. Without faith functioning, there is no fellowship with the Lord. Without faith functioning, there is no works that you're participating in. Everything we do as a child of God is by grace through faith. By grace through faith, or we're just doing stuff in the flesh, calling it God, and it may be feeding the hungry, it may be whatever, it may be things that appear to be right and biblical, but if it's not by grace through faith, it's just our flesh doing it. And that's just the way it is according to the scriptures. And the time we're living in, I'm telling you, there's things out there now that you, you, you would have never, ever dreamed would be in our country and people saying and doing what they're doing in the name of the Lord. But all you have to do is look back to the day that Jesus was crucified and the people that put him on the cross, were, they did it in the name of the Lord. So deception is rampant. It's the first answer Jesus gave to the disciples when he said, what's the sign of your coming? He said, let no man deceive you. 
Deception is on every corner. And so we've got to learn scripturally sound doctrine concerning everything. And the most important thing is faith. Because we live by faith. We walk by faith. Without faith, we don't live. We don't, we don't participate in any works. As a matter of fact, we don't participate in any grace without faith. Grace is available, and the Lord desires to give more grace to the humble. And just to hear that and know that that scripture, you can now know that humility requires faith, or it's not humility. So faith is involved in everything. And we'll get in this, in this teaching. Jesus said, you can do nothing without me. That means there is no faith without him. You can do nothing without Him. That means you can't function in faith without Him. Amen. You can put on a good show, but you can't function in His faith. You can't function with His faith without Him. It takes Jesus for everything we do. And that's not just saying His name or in the name of Jesus. It, no, it takes Him being involved in what we're doing. Because we are living by the faith of the Son of God. Let's start here in Romans chapter 10, verses 6 through 8, where we'll begin tonight. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Now let's try to let the Lord teach us something that we might know. If we do, let's let him plant it deeper in our hearts. If we don't, then let's learn it tonight. Let's hear it and, and, and maybe go home with it and begin to look at this. It's not faith. That's speaking. It's the righteousness which is a faith that's speaking. That's powerful. It ain't faith speaking. It takes faith, but it ain't faith speaking. That's not what your Bible says. Boy, you see how you can turn faith into something very quickly that it's not. It's, it's happening all over this nation and all over the world. Men up declaring and decreeing what God's going to do. Let me tell you tonight, don't nobody know what God's going to do. We know what God can do. We know what God might do. But you don't know what God's going to do in this room tonight. I can't tell you that he's going to heal you tonight because I don't know if he is or not. A lot of people want you to believe they know that, and then they leave brokenhearted because what they decreed and what they declared supposedly by faith didn't come to pass. So then they turn on God. Who they need to turn on is that preacher. <laughs> when I say turn on him, I don't mean go get him. I mean turn away from him and move on. Amen. You got more hirelings and more liars than you do those preaching sound doctrine. I'll guarantee you that by far. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what says it? Wait a minute, let's stop for a minute. What says what? The righteousness that's speaking by faith. What says this righteousness, which is of faith, that's speaking? Let's see what it says. The righteousness, which is of faith, speaks this. The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith, which we preach. 
The word of faith which we preach. This is Paul. This is not these new age false apostles that have turned the word of faith into whatever we decree and whatever we declare being the word of faith just because we're declaring the word of God and decreeing the word of God. I don't care what you're decreeing and what you're declaring. You can decree all you want. You go out there and try to walk on that lake, you're going to sink and drown. You not, you, listen, you go out there and start praying God open that lake so you can walk across it just to confirm that, that you got some kind of power, you're going to look like the biggest idiot that ever lived. You're not called to decree and to declare. You're called to let the righteousness, which is a faith, speak through you. Woo! See, I like Bible believers. All this stuff that's out there is so much false out there. Listen to me tonight. There's so much false out there. So many of that that's false, they laughed at you and me for just holding dear the Word of God. They laugh at you and me for just holding dear. You're just picking apart, Curtis. You're, you're picking apart the Word. You, you just need to let the Holy Ghost move. I need sound doctrine. I need sound doctrine. The Holy Ghost is not just moving here and there because we say He is. You, the church today, and I'm talking about the charismaniacs and the Pentecostalism folks and, and all that. We be Pentecost now. I said Pentecostalism. You can have somebody come in and just preach the power of the cross and everybody sit there and stare at them. Somebody can come in behind them, go to jumping up and down, decreeing and declaring what God's going to do, declaring this and declaring that, putting on a show, putting on a guitar boy, just tearing it up, and the people be slobbering on themselves out there and paying him to come back because the church's not interested in what sound doctrine and the reason they're not is because if they get interested in what sound then they're going to be confronted with what's in their life that hadn't been sound and pretending is over vain imagination is over so the bible here says but what says it and he's talking about what is the righteousness which is of faith speaking and it says the word is near you it's in your mouth and in your heart that is the word of faith which we preach look at that verse 9 he goes on he's not through that if you shall confess with your mouth the lord jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The word of faith, Paul said, that we preach. We preach the word of faith. That's what we preach. We preach the word of faith. The word that if believed will cause faith to come. And when faith comes, faith overcomes. Faith allows us to be saved by grace and live by grace. This word of faith. But I find it amazing that it's the righteousness which is of faith that is speaking and that's what allows what Paul preached and what we preach to be the word of faith. 
Because when you're declaring the gospel, you're declaring the righteousness of God offered to men. Remember, Romans 1, 16 and 17 tell us that the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. Now, this is not a, a message for born-again believers only. That's what we've messed up as Pentecostals. We, we've looked at Romans 10, and we've just thrown that out because we're saved, and now we're full of the Holy Spirit, and we don't need that anymore. And that's why you got this problem uh, now of everybody talking all kind of wrong stuff because the heart ain't believing right no more. The heart's got to be touching that righteousness for the mouth to be declaring what's right. That's why it's with the heart men believe unto righteousness. And that's why when you're born again, God initially, immediately made you a servant of that righteousness that's in Christ so that you can serve obedience unto that righteousness. Amen. Amen. Because if that's not what our faith is in, then we can't speak the word of faith. The word of faith is the message of the cross. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's the word of faith. It's not anything else. And it's clearly revealed here what it is. And when the word of faith is preached, if you have hearing of faith, then you can be saved and miracles can take place. You receive the Spirit. Everything God's going to do in your life is going to take place through the hearing of faith. The hearing, not of anything else, the hearing of faith. Amen. So let's look at Romans chapter 3, verse 25 and 26 tonight, but, and to see where this righteousness was declared by God from so that men could receive it, and then men begin to declare it. Just like Paul did, just like we're doing, and countless thousands, I hope I could say millions have. Romans 3.25, whom God has set forth, talking about Jesus, to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness. Listen, let's read that again. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Look at verse 26. To declare, I say, and that's how he's writing this. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus. The righteousness of God was revealed from the cross of Christ. You say, well, how was Abraham righteous and how was Abel righteous? Because he had his faith in the promised Redeemer that would one day come. But because he hadn't come during their time, they had to go to paradise. They couldn't even get in heaven. But when Jesus died on Calvary's cross after doing the work of righteousness there... That enabled him as the righteous branch that he is, the one who worked righteousness by a perfect humility and a perfect obedience, trusting in his father's righteous judgment, that allowed him to go to paradise and to deliver them out of there. 
So when you die today, you don't go to paradise. You don't go to Abraham's bosom. You go to heaven. If you died right now, if you're a child of God, you'd be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. So righteousness was declared from the cross. And righteousness is what God's focus is. Can I tell you that tonight? Righteousness is what His focus is. I always have to bring it up. In Galatians 2, Peter plays the part of a hypocrite. Paul stands up and rebukes him. He's already righteous. He's already justified. He's already on his way to heaven. None of that has changed just because he stepped into the boat of playing a hypocrite. What happened, though, is Peter found out that God is interested in the fruit he's bearing. And it wasn't righteous fruit. And if it's not righteous fruit, then there's nothing available for holiness to come through. And without we're following after holiness, can't nobody see the Lord. You've got to have righteousness as the fruit of your life before holiness can be the fruit of your life. And without holiness... Somebody might know who your preacher is and how many scriptures you read this morning, but they can't nobody see the Lord through your life without their seeing peace and holiness. That's what the Bible says. They might know who your preacher is or where you go to church or some appearance you have of really loving the Lord, but they're not going to see the Lord outside of holiness. Not going to see Him. That's what the Bible teaches in Hebrews. What is it? 12 and 14 or 15, one of those verses. So righteousness was declared from the cross. You know why? Because Jesus was tasting death by the grace of God through faith. We're justified by His faith. Isn't that what Paul told Peter in Galatians chapter 2? Peter was already justified. What he was talking about was the fruit he was bearing. And Paul stands up and says, wait a minute now. Remember, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost again. No, No, that ain't what he told him. He said, wait a minute now. Hold it. Remember, we're not justified by the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. By the faith of Jesus Christ. I said, by the faith of Jesus Christ. What he did at Calvary is what justifies us, what offers us justification. So righteousness was declared from Calvary, offered from Calvary, the only place it can be received, and that's why God delivers us to death always so that our fruit can always be righteousness. Because if it's not, there's no avenue for holiness. And without holiness, I'm saying it again. Yes, sir, you're right, I am. There is no way to manifest the Lord in your life without holiness. They might know where you go to church. They might have, you might have an appearance that you wear this and you talk this way. But they'll never see the Lord in your life without peace and holiness. That is the work of the spirit of faith in your life. Amen. So righteousness of faith. Listen to these. The righteousness of faith, the word of faith, the gospel, the gospel of peace, and the word of God. These all have to tie together. They all have to touch. You've heard me say it for years, and I believe the Lord is now giving me a little more insight on it. What does the woman with the issue of blood have to do with you? What does the miracle Jesus performed on the woman with the issue of blood, what does that have to do with you? 
because he's not here for you to touch his physical hem on his garment. So what, what does that have to do with you? There's only one thing that that story can do for us, and that's remind us that Jesus is our healer and that he is faithful and that you can push through everything, that, that all the rules and regulations of your day, like that woman wasn't supposed to be out there. Number one, she was a woman. Number two, she was bleeding, and she wasn't supposed to be touching nobody. But she pressed through all that. That's what that story can do for you. But you can't touch the hem of his garment, but you can touch him by faith in what he did at Calvary. Yeah. Mm. So let's read a little bit more here where we were at first in Romans 10. And let's uh, begin to read in verse 11. Romans 10 and 11. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. You got Christians running around today ashamed. They act like they're ashamed. You start talking about the Lord, they'll walk away from you. Finally saved, they don't talk about it. They're ashamed. And the Bible here plainly says, and let me say something about this church here, Crossway Church. We believe the Bible even when it, it, when it convicts us. We believe the Word of God no matter what. We're not changing it. We don't need another translation. We, don't, we just need to believe it. It's what we need. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. Verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see how calling on the name of the Lord and believing with the heart under righteousness is all the same thing. That's not two different things. Can't nobody call upon the name of the Lord that's not believing under the righteousness Jesus became for them at Calvary. Right. I mean, can't nobody just call on the Lord and expect, I mean, just like this, that guy I told you all about recently, talking about he told the Lord, if the Lord, if you'll do these three things, I'll, I'll just be all in as a Christian. And he said the Lord did them three things. And so he, you know, so it, where's that guy today? He's converted from what used to be an evangelical Protestant to now he claims he's gone home to the Catholic Church. And that's what you get when you get out there and you don't know the Bible. You don't know the truth, the word of the truth of the gospel. You'll start telling God, if you'll do these three things, then I'll be all in. If you don't, then I won't. And listen, we're not here to make deals with God. The deal was made at Calvary. Yeah. The deal was cut. Amen. The covenant at Calvary. It's either that or we're on the outside looking in. How then, verse 14, shall they call upon him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that, here it comes, preach the gospel of peace. And bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel... For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? Now see, Isaiah's report was about the gospel. So then, here it is, the most, one of the most popular quoted scriptures. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But it's got to be the word of faith. It's called the word of God here, but it's got to be the word of faith. And the word of faith is 
The gospel being preached. You can't get around it. You're not going to pull me onto a group of people that says there's another word of faith outside the gospel. Because the word of faith in the Bible is equated to the gospel because the gospel is the good news of what Jesus did for us by grace through faith on the cross. Amen? Now, I'm running out of time. So let, let me just, this this word of faith, this and I, I might be moving ahead of myself, but that's all right. The, the word of faith being preached, and this, this really, and we're going to see it throughout this entire series, that the word of faith, the word of God, must always be tied to the Lamb of God. We, we hear preachers today in this apostate age that say just as long as we're building on the foundation, and what they're really saying is it don't have to be touching that. It's just got to be because of that. And I've been saying it for almost 19 years. We have a ministry not exclusively because of the cross, but because of the cross and it's about the cross. Yes. If the cross leaves then we have no ministry. And that's not just preacher words that have to be said in church. That's what we believe because we can stand on scriptures that we have in our Bibles. Amen? So I want us to, to look at something here in, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 because I don't have much time. And we're going to look at this and maybe another uh, scripture. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Simon Peter claims he's a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained. You know, when you obtain something, means you didn't have it, right? If you obtain something, that means you didn't have it before you obtained it. So Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them, that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. How did they receive, how did we obtain this like precious faith through the righteousness of God? When we heard the gospel and believed it, we were hearing the righteousness that the righteousness of the faith speaking to us. That's what was speaking. God's righteousness that was declared from the cross was being declared to us. The righteousness which speaks by the faith. What does it say? Let's go make sure we get it right. The righteousness which is a faith is what's doing the speaking. God tells us in the Bible that all his words are in righteousness. That the only path he will lead us on is the path of righteousness. That if we'll seek his kingdom and his righteousness before all things, that he will add everything to our lives that we have need of. So again, I submit to you, his righteousness is what he longs to see in his church. Isn't, is that not the what he's robed us in? So what does he expect to see? An unstained, unblemished. There was a church in one of the churches, is it Sardis, that had a, 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 some blemishes on their garment because they were trusting in something other than the sacrifice of Christ. But he wants to see an unblemished garment 
And that simply means faith in the sacrifice and nothing else. So where were we? Here we were. So Peter says, To them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God. And he has to add, listen, the Holy Spirit had to add here the words, and our Savior, Jesus Christ, because if he didn't, we'd have done a thousand different things with that. We've received, we've obtained this like precious faith through the righteousness of God. That means through the righteousness that was speaking of the faith of Jesus Christ. This is very important. This series is going to be very important because you've heard it said through the years, if you get Jesus wrong, you get it all wrong. Let's take it a step further. If you get faith wrong, you ain't got nothing about nothing right. If faith is wrong, you're not experiencing anything of God because it takes faith. Now, have you ever thought about when God gave Adam the word, you are free to eat of all the trees in the garden, but don't eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. That means from that moment that God gave him that word, he lived by faith. I, let me say it again. He lived by faith. Let me say it one more time. Adam lived by faith. But when he received another word and 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 and, and gave his heart to that word, then he put God's word behind him. He didn't have faith in God's word anymore, and he cast the entirety of the human race into sin and trespasses and bondage and fear and every other ugly thing. But he lived by faith because he believed what God had told him for who knows how long, what season that was. But as long as he believed what God had said, that one word, then he lived by faith. Some people think faith didn't come in till after sin. No, man lived by faith ever since man been alive. Because there was an immediate word from God, so man could live in and by faith. Because without the word of God, there ain't really no creation. He created everything by his word, right? We live by faith. And if we're not living by faith, we're not living. We're just existing. And that's where most of the church is today. They're just existing. They'll read a Bible verse and they'll put it on the refrigerator and they'll demand God do it. They do this, God. This is this is this is it, God. And listen, we're not here for God to carry out our will. We're here to carry out his will. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. Not to get everything we want, but to, to, to express the one who saved us and gave us his spirit and to carry out his will. Not our will, but his will. Amen, Brother Curtis. So Peter says we've obtained this like precious faith that came through the righteousness of God in our Savior, Jesus Christ. I've taught this a few times before, and I'm going to make this statement again tonight because you can't refute it with the Bible. If faith don't come through righteousness every time you call what you've got going on faith, it ain't biblical faith. It's got, this ain't a, this ain't an initial salvation uh, uh, Bible verse. Faith always has to come through righteousness 
based on Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary. That's why God always delivers us unto death so that we can walk by the faith that that righteousness is being declared from that place. Christ has been raised from the dead for 2,000 years, but what He did at Calvary, that blood He shed there is still declaring His righteousness. If it wasn't, couldn't nobody be getting saved. But it is still, listen, if the blood of Abel was speaking, how much more does the blood of Jesus? The blood of Jesus speaks more than the blood of Abel. Abel. Better things, I think the Bible says. Amen. You've got to have faith, and faith is not just believing something. Faith is not just opening your Bible and believing that. Faith is trusting in Jesus and what He did at Calvary. Now, let's go to Galatians chapter 3. This is one of the billboards you've got to carry with you. Matter of fact, you, you take this on your rearview mirror and even both your side mirrors on your car because if, if you're going forward, you, the Lord's always going to remind you of Galatians chapter 3. And th th these are scripts. Somebody say, I need the Word. Because without it, you're not going to walk in faith. You're going to be doing good things and calling it faith. But for faith to exist, it has to be functioning based on the Word of God. We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, but that life we live is only found in the blood. Amen. We live by the Word, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, but that life is only found in the blood. You can't separate the two, as Pastor Wayne said so eloquently Sunday morning. When Jesus comes back riding on a white horse, he's going to be wearing a vesture dipped in blood, and his name's going to be called the Word of God. And in that day, they're going to, everybody's going to know that the Word of God that was not dipped in the blood of God was not recognizable by God. God because it was perverted by men. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not the Word of God dipped in the blood of Christ, it cannot be understood properly. It cannot be imparted. And it sure cannot be anything that we put faith in and walk in. Amen. So Galatians chapter 3, listen very carefully. I don't have much time. I will go past 8 because I preach about an hour and y'all been singing a little bit longer, so I'm going to preach a little bit longer. Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Now, you got to understand this before we move on. This is not talking about, though, y'all ain't coming to church no more. Y'all ain't obeying. Y'all ain't, ain't talking about that. He's going to tell you right here. He's going to explain right here what obeying the truth is. Watch now. Oh, foolish Galatians, who's bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Watch very carefully. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Oh, what did you have to see to begin to obey the truth? The cross. Christ crucified. You had to see that and believe that because that was the, the righteousness which was of faith speaking to you. The word of faith. And you believed it with the heart 
We're going to see it in this chapter. The Holy Spirit equates you believing with the heart under righteousness, that righteousness which is a faith that was speaking to you. He relates that here to you having the hearing of faith. What did you hear? Faith. What faith did you hear about? The faith of Christ. Look, verse 2. This only would I learn of you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Now what Paul is saying here is that you didn't receive the Holy Spirit by the works of the law, but by the hearing of faith. He says, now watch this in verse 3, Are you so foolish? And I've heard preachers say that it says a lot worse than that. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit... Wait a minute. When did you begin in the Spirit? And what was beginning to walk in the Spirit, what did it look like? God says right here that it looked like you obeying the truth because your heart was yielded to, surrendered to the reality that Jesus is the Savior. He did die on the cross for you. You accepted that and you developed. You didn't develop it. He gave you this hearing of faith that comes by the word of faith being preached. See, Hearing of faith requires the word of faith to be being delivered. So again, this is some of those scriptures that 99.9% of the church uses for just the initial born-again experience. But listen, this is a church in trouble because they've done put their... Put, they've done, listen, I don't like saying that. and I, I told you before I don't like saying it. They, they did put, put some kind of faith in something else... But, but they didn't take the faith of Christ and put it in circumcision. So that's what some people had a problem with. You can't take what God gave you, the faith of Christ, that measure, and put it in circumcision. This is where we end up in Romans 6, where we're just serving the sin nature again. If that's And that had, listen, if you're serving the sin nature that's under death, that's law, and the law is not of... So that avenue is not a faith at all. The only avenue of faith is serving obedience unto righteousness, which means faith in the sacrifice of Christ. Because in the other, and there's not a third, just one more, that other is going back under what you got think you got to do. Well, they're telling me, well, you didn't. You, you, Curtis, you 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 probably not really saved, son. You 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 weren't baptized in water. Oh yeah, yeah, I was baptized in water. Telling what saved me. Well, wait a minute, now, Curtis. You, you you weren't baptized in water in the name of Jesus only. There are people out there teaching that mess, and I know Christians, I saved people who got around people like that, and those people, because it wasn't the Holy Ghost, those people moved them into thinking that. So they went and got baptized in water in Jesus' name. They just want to make sure that they're right because they ain't real sure of the cross was enough. So they're bewitched. 
And I hope them folk like that don't never move to Utah because they'd be Mormons in 90 days. Because they just believe by what they're surrounded by instead of what the Bible says. Not being ugly, just being real. Are you so foolish, verse 3, having begun in the Spirit, are you now going to be made perfect by the flesh? Are you now going to listen to them that tell you you got to do these things? you got to get circumcised. you got to only go to church on Saturday or you've missed the whole boat. You've got to do this. Uh, you can't eat this and you've got to do this and you got to get water baptized in Jesus' name only. you got all this list of men instead of God's Word. Because if you, if you fall for any of that, you're back in the flesh. And you've been bewitched. You're being seduced. There's a big seduction taking place. You'll be laughed at. You'll be scorned. You, you, man, they'll laugh you crazy. They'll laugh at you when you go to talking about the cross is it. And I told a couple guys today, man, I said, and they got talking about preachers. I said, I don't know them. How about him? I don't know him either. How about them? I don't know none of them. I told I don't know many preachers. And the ones I do know, when they open the Bible, they point me to the cross where the lamb was slain. I'm not interested about anything else. I'm not interested in anything else because the word of faith is not in those places if the cross is not being proclaimed. He says, let's read a few more verses here. Are you so foolish having begun in the Spirit? Are you now made perfect by the flesh? That means are you now going to mature and grow based on what you do instead of simply obeying the truth which you heard when you heard the gospel? Christ crucified. In verse 4, have you suffered so many things in vain if it be yet in vain? And they had suffered for believing and that's one of the temptations of, of preachers and congregations or saints across the board who the Lord has been able to bring back to the place of, of, of deliverance uh, where they're delivered from these things, these fears and bondages that held them for so many years because they didn't know the way of the cross was the answer and they begin to preach it, they begin to believe it. But all of a sudden the community begins to laugh at them and people begin to talk about them and so they'd rather be a part of a group and they'd rather fit in they'd rather be sociable than be found walking in the truth of the gospel. And you're going to be tested in the days ahead. Let me just go ahead and prophetically tell you tonight that you're going to be tested in the days ahead compared to nothing you've experienced before. And the opportunities that you have to throw in the towel in the days ahead will be greater than ever before. And But it'll all be something that's not real. It'll be something that's lying to you distracting you from the cross. You see, the Lord showed me a few days ago, the devil's not trying to uh, make you fearful. He's not trying to make, he wants you fearful, but he's not trying to make you all these things that you hear. All he's, he's got one goal, and that's to get you to look away from Calvary. One glance away from Calvary, and there's a, uh, there's a grand opportunity that you'll never look back. He just wants you to look away from Calvary because that's where the fears begin. That's where the jealousy and the envy and the strife, that's where the hatred, that's where everything begins to take place when I look away from the cross. 
That's where He wants you. Look away. Don't listen. Are you tired of hearing the message of the cross? Are you tired of hearing the word of faith? Are you sick of it? Have you grown weary of it? Why are you not excited about it like you were when you first heard it? Was it just men you were excited about? Or was it truly the gospel? Because the gospel is where the power is to save and to keep you saved. Watch this verse 5 now and i got to quit. He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And tonight, this first session, you have to tie in the hearing of faith with the word of faith because they go hand in hand. The word of faith offers offers the hearing of faith. I said the word of faith is the only thing that offers the hearing of faith. And look, in this first, in this third chapter of Galatians, it tells us that through the hearing of faith we receive the Spirit. We began in the Spirit. Through the hearing of faith, miracles are worked among us. Not because somebody comes in and declares this and declares that and miracles. Uh, people think miracles are going to work. The hearing of faith. And the hearing of faith is always tied to Jesus Christ and Him crucified because it is the righteousness which is speaking, the righteousness which is of faith that's speaking. You've got to preach Jesus. You've got to share Jesus. Telling people that God wants them healed, you know, it's not going to do you good to set out on a six-month journey studying on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If that's what the Lord leads you to do, you better do it. But just because you do it don't mean that He's going to heal you. Just because you do it don't mean you're going to start operating with the gift of healing because you know scriptures now about healing. This is God's will. We're God's people. This is God's Word. Everything belongs to Him. We'll set out on a journey in the flesh wanting to know all we can about healing. And let me tell you, there ain't nothing wrong with it. But it's not the focus. Some people spend their whole lives distracted from Calvary because of something in their body, something in their house, something in their family. The enemy just wants you to stay distracted from Jesus and what he did at Calvary because of your situation, because of your husband, because of your kids, your mama, you know, and boy, do they ever have problems. Oh, my goodness. But so do we. And the cross of Christ is the only answer. The word of faith is the word of the gospel. It's the word of the gospel. The word of faith is the word of the gospel. And you say, well, brother, it's not what I've been taught. Well, who taught you? You can't do anything without Jesus. So you've got to understand, what does it mean to be with Jesus? Crucified with Jesus. Buried with Jesus. Raised with Jesus. But understanding that God, the Holy Spirit, delivers us who are alive always unto death. So that we can express what? The one who is the living word by whose faith we live. 
That should be our expression. Jesus still heals. Jesus still works miracles. Jesus still saves. Jesus can still do anything, but it'll be according to his Father's will. Amen? The word of faith. That's what these cross-preaching churches are all about. The word of faith. We've so long we didn't use this phrase, even though it's in the Bible, because of the false lies out there about the word of faith. But the word of faith is a very good thing. It brought the, it brought the faith that you heard that saved your soul. Amen. 